Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Caitlin Clark, she shut down the race hustlers, the losers, as they say in the music. Cheryl Swoops, where are you? She scored the first eight points, and how many points did she need? Well, she needed eight to break Kelsey Plum's record, and she is America's sweetheart. She's also the most influential, best women's basketball player ever. I don't care what black lesbians say about her or hate on her. We'll get into that. Paula Scanlon, hey, there's some fallout. Some NCAA officials have resigned over women's issues. We'll get into that. Haley joins us. Where the hell is Joe Kinsey? Don't at me starts right now. You know, jealousy is bad. Jealousy is like giving someone else poison Wait, giving yourself poison. I'm sorry. Let me say it again. I had it written down nice here. Jealousy is like giving yourself poison and expecting someone else to die. It's a pretty good saying. I've always lived like that because I, by nature, growing up, was a jealous person. If anybody was talking to any of the young ladies, I had to snoop. I had to see. I had to go suffer in silence. But man, oh man, the old lesbians of the WNBA, they sure got mad at Caitlin Clark when she was on track to break the all-time scoring record in NCAA basketball. And guess what she did last night? And she did it from the logo. She hit a three from me to Cheyenne. She made history last night, scoring the first eight points, breaking Kelsey Plum's record. She is the all-time leading scorer in women's NCAA basketball, and she put all the race baiters to bed. Now, I generally don't get into the sex. I don't care who you're stooping. I don't care who you're scissoring. I don't care who you're making that sweet, sweet love to, particularly college girls. I do not care. But I do care when somebody is unfairly attacked for what? Being a white girl. Check. Being heterosexual, check. Being better than all of those that came before her, check. That is why people, cretins, like legendary basketball player Cheryl Swoops, came at Caitlin Clark. Let's hear from the woman who got fired from Loyola University for just being nasty. Nasty Cheryl Swoops talking about Caitlin Clark. This isn't just for Caitlyn, but you asked me about Caitlyn. If you're going to break a record, to me, if it's legitimate, you have to break that record in the same amount of time that that player set it. Okay. In, right? So if, if Kelsey Plum set that record in four years, mm-hmm. well, Caitlyn should have broke that record in four years. But because there's a COVID year, then there's another year. You know what I mean? So she's already had an extra year to break that record. So is it truly a broken record? I don't you, know. You think, you think exactly how I... I don't I think. think so, but, yeah, that'll go in the record books as 
Caitlin Clark is the all-time, whatever it is. I don't even know what the number is, but that's the way it'll be. There is right there the dumbest, most jealous, angriest human being in terms of women's sports. Now, look, we're used to a level of stupid that permeates folks. We're used to. We, get, we give passes to it. We say, hey, that's okay because you're DEI. We let the stupid flow from white people. We generally just let it flow. We say, okay, well, you're just stupid, and we're going to say, well, I'm sorry. Caitlin Clark did it in less games than Kelsey Plum. Caitlin Clark did not use a fifth year. Caitlin Clark is in her fourth year. Caitlin Clark did it on less shots than Kelsey Plum. But but the angry black lesbian, whoo, man, they try to do anything they can to disparage a woman like Caitlin Clark. Even if Caitlin Clark were black and heterosexual, whoo, the angry lesbians would be out in force. It drives white. It drives black. It drives basketball folks nuts that this woman is a heterosexual. Dan, how do you know this? Well, how do I know this? I've been studying this stuff forever. What are you talking about? I got a wife that's a legend. I got a wife that educates me on this. I got a wife that knows more about this than any human being alive. What? What? How do I know? We all know. The stories of lesbian antics on college athletics programs are unbelievable. The antics. You can't room that girl with that girl because she's dating that girl and that girl will lose her freaking mind not knowing what's going on in the hotel room between these two. That's the level of stupid in college athletics right now with the lesbian crowd. And I don't care who you're stupid, but come on, let's be honest about it. It is unbelievable. The stories, Kurt Miller, legendary coach of the Indiana Hoosiers, Bowling Green. He is now with the L.A. Sparks, storms into my office when he was at Bowling Green, and he has a lisp, and he knows it, and he made fun of it with me, but he's screaming. His two best players won't practice because their lesbian relationship broke up, and they're not speaking. My wife got the job at Syracuse from Bowling Green. Why? Because the previous coach got fired because she, the head coach, was having a lesbian relationship with the shortstop. This is what's going on. This is the background on why people like Cheryl Swoops and others of these angry freaking lesbians don't like what's going on here because this has always been their little niche. And everybody has just turned a blind eye to it. Wait a second now. Biggest star in the game isn't one of them. Biggest star of the game is dating Connor McCaffrey, son of Fran McCaffrey. What? We can't have this. This has been our own private little party. People might expose what's actually going on in college athletic programs. My neighbor quit Penn because she's like, I just couldn't handle. I come home, my roommate is in bed with my teammate, and I'm like, this isn't who I am. Godspeed to everybody 
I don't care. But don't be nasty because there's a lot more people being nasty. But here's the thing. The world stood up. Yeah, they did. The world stood up and said, Cheryl Swoops, shut up. So Cheryl Swoops, you got to look at Cheryl Swoops. She was a really good player. But nasty. Look at what she was involved with at Loyola of Chicago as a coach when they just had to get her out because nasty. I can't even go into all the nasty of Cheryl Swoops. Fascinating. I got a friend who was with that program. He's like, I never seen nothing like this idiot. So what does Cheryl Swoops do? Well, Cheryl Swoops has to run and hide. Her Twitter is now protected because why? We've had enough, man. Regular, lesbian, gay, straight men and women have had enough on nasty attacks on somebody like Caitlin Clark, who's just doing it right. I don't blame Angel Reese for taunting her. I blame Angel Reese for taunting her after they won, taunt her during the game because she's doing all that taunting herself and you got to live with it. But don't even try for a second, not a second, to think that Caitlin Clark isn't the most influential woman in the history of women's basketball. There'll be somebody else, don't get me wrong, there always is. You know, for a while there, it was Ann Donovan. Look her up. For a while there, it was, gosh darn, her name was Harris. Way back. I follow women's basketball forever. I could be sort of a historian on women's basketball, even though I'm forgetting the name of Harris. I'm telling you, Old Dominion ran the roost in college basketball with Ann Donovan forever. Then it was Cheryl. I'm sorry, then it was Ann Myers. And a DEI hire here, Ann Myers, got brought into the Pacers basketball training camp as a publicity stunt. Everybody took it easy on her because, come on. Then it was Reggie's sister. Then it was, I don't know, you name it. I don't know, whoever. Now it's Caitlin Clark. And Caitlin Clark's better than all of them. She's Pistol Pete Maravich. For you younger folks, she's Steph Curry. That's probably a more likely comparison. Pistol Pete's too old. She looks like Pistol Pete, the dark hair, that kind of thing, long, lanky. But the fact of the matter is it's driving people insane. Now they're going to shut up because people like me are inspiring others to speak out. Look, I don't give a damn if you're white, black, lesbian, or straight. Just shut up and appreciate what's going on here because as I said, jealousy is like giving yourself poison, Cheryl Swoops, and expecting someone else to die. And that's not good. So congratulations, Caitlin Clark. Congratulations, the University of Iowa. Congratulations on a number of things, including representing yourself well. But a word of caution. If you're going to do this crap, don't do it anymore. Let me back up. Be above that. You don't need that. You don't need somebody else's gig, the John Cena. You don't need it. You're the star. You're the queen. You're the king. You're the Gazda. You're the HMFIC. Stop with that stuff. Don't give anybody else ammunition. Be above it. What can I tell you? Uh, Defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer has to refute that he's a jerk. Now, Mike Zimmer is now with the Cowboys. Now, think about this. I will refute that Mike Zimmer is a jerk because he's not a jerk. He's a great dude. 
I had him on my show in Indy a couple times when he was a defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's great. Nah, he's great. Let's be honest. The defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys is about as highly publicized, maybe the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, but of a position non-head coach in the NFL. So what happens is this. What happens when you're a head coach like Zimmer was and you get fired and you're not exactly smooching the old on the ass of all of the crumb-stained, pizza-eating, overweight, fat, ridiculous, somewhat racist at different times writers, well, they make a list. That list becomes he did this, he did that. The only perfect people are the crumb pizza stained writers who dress like crap to go to their job. Hypocrites, all of them. Awful human beings, all of them. The only perfect person are them. Not even, I'm watching The Chosen. I tell you what, you pay attention to writers, they'll tell you they're more perfect than Jesus himself. So they put this out there because they don't like a guy. It's what the Indianapolis media did with Ryan Grigson, not knowing that Grigson did 7,000 things for charity, raised six kids. I mean, the level of Grigson and the level of Greg Doyle or the little kids around here is ridiculous. One's here and one's under the gutter. But the fact of the matter is you got to overcome that as a coach. So here's the deal. This is pretty funny. There's a reputation out there, Zimmer said, that I'm a jerk or something like that. It is what it is, I guess. But, you know, since it was announced that I was going to be here, I've heard from so many former players that play for me. Players here, not just defensive back linebackers, defensive linemen have texted me and said how happy they were for me. I think if I was such a jerk, I wouldn't be hearing from those guys. Yeah, the problem you have, the problem you have is you don't want to answer to the pizza-stained, drabbily-dressed, horrific human being. You don't want to answer to him. You want to go, hey, I don't know, maybe I am a jerk. You know, it is better to just laugh it off. Yeah, well, come at me and see how much a jerk I Whatever you got to do. Then he goes on to say the ones who want to be great, they want to be coached. This is exactly how I felt. There's a lot of more, there's a lot more social media. There's a lot more of the outside stuff going on. The ones I've been around, the young guys, the ones who want to be great, they want to be coached. They want to study. They want to understand how they can get better. Most all of the great players want to know, how can you make me better? Now, that's a fact, Jack. I'll tell you this much. When you ask players about a coach, a couple things come into play. Oh, man, he was really cool. Did he help you? No, not really, but he was really cool. See, a lot of guys are afraid, but then there's the guys that say, man, he kicked my ass. I respect that guy for a lifetime. I fall in the latter category. See, I get crushed a lot. And you're like, why are you talking about yourself? I don't know. It's my show. I get crushed a lot. You couldn't coach. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. All I know is won a lot of games with a lot of players out, and the players that coach me are putting pictures on Twitter, me hugging them calling me up the other day, letting me tell her to go to dinner. I don't know. But if some crumb-stained, ridiculous, uh, I was going to say a bad word, adulterous media guy don't like you, well, then you're a bad guy. Don't answer to him. Don't Let me answer. I answer to him because when I lose respect, I just can't stop. It's in my DNA. People say, well, you're telling Mike Zimmer don't answer to him. You're telling Caitlin Clark 
Don't answer to him. Why are you answering to him? Well, it's in my DNA. It's who I am. When I lose respect for someone, I just can't stop. I have to go at them. It's just who I am. It's exhausting. So whether Mike Zimmer's a jerk or whether Mike Zimmer's a nice guy, I prefer to think he's a nice guy. My interactions with him, here's the deal. You and I both know today on one of these shows on television, Mike McCarthy is going to be fired. Not really fired, but he's going to be fired by a panel of jerks, of dumbasses who have nothing else to say, but they know that Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys raised the roof. All of it doesn't matter. You're in Dallas. You're going to be crucified. All you got to do is win. There has never been a truer statement in the history of the NFL or in the history of sports more so than just win baby. By the way, we are going to go from here, so you know, we're going to go from here to Fox News. We're going to go there. We're going to be out here at 935, and you can go from here to Fox News, America's newsroom, and we're going to do a hit for them because, frankly, uh, we want to expand this show. We want people to see the greatness. What's the hit about? The hit is going to be about Caitlin Clark. So we're going to do a hit on Fox News around 940, I think. I think. Somewhere around then. It all depends on if that freaking maniac, Franny Willis, honest to God, how stupid is she? Can we just take a second to say she went to a college. She got into a law school. That means somebody that could actually think and talk was denied a college entrance and denied a law school because of her. Man, isn't it amazing how once people get exposed, isn't it amazing how once we learn who they are, what idiots they are? I mean, this woman could barely talk. This woman's having an affair with some crazy dude, driving two hours to go to lunch, shacking up, getting stooped, and all the other stuff that she's doing, and she's acting like a complete dumbass on the stand. I mean, I'm embarrassed for her. But I think it's funny because I know. Look, I know you don't know, but I know. I, 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 I know. No, seriously. I think we all know. We all know. I mean, we all understand. We all know. And the truth of the matter is, it's just a matter of when somebody gets exposed. It's not like you thought you were going to say, oh, wow. Huh. Franny Willis was way smarter than I thought. No, you knew she was a dumbass. I mean, you did. Who didn't? So if Franny Willis doesn't take the stand, I will be on at 9.40 or 9.50, I don't know. Story number three of the day. You know, one of the things about the world we live in is you can only take so much and then you got to punch back. Well, Bob Iger is the HMFIC of Disney. He's the CEO. Disney has gone politically correct. Disney stock has hit an all-time low. But Bob Iger said, screw this. To hell with this. I'm part. I'm the big kahuna. I'm the Gazda. I made DEI happen. Listen to this. Bob Iger had a much bigger hand in making Disney a political company than he previously let on. As a part of their company's effort to praise DEI, which is so funny. Is DEI the dumbest thing you've ever seen? I mean, we're hiring morons. We seriously are. I, got, I was a victim of DEI at ESPN, and it's just so, it's so funny. I mean, you got morons. Anyway. After Iger publicly stated he made plans to shy away from any and all political divisiveness when he regained CEO of the company. Let's hear from Iger. 
we've tended to uh, shy away from politics. Uh, and in doing so, I think we've shied away from talking about issues that aren't political at all, like the issues that we're talking about today. Um, because we believe in doing so, maybe it, look like, it looks like we're taking a stand. Another thing I want to say that I've learned um, these last maybe nine to 12 months is, you know, I, I'm very proud of a lot of the work we've done in terms of diversity and inclusion on screen. When we, when we did uh, uh, Coco, for instance, at Pixar, a great example of that, or Tiana, or of course, Black Panther is one of the great examples of that. I, I, I allowed those things to make me feel a bit complacent in a sense. It's not that I, I wanted to be that way, but I thought, wow, we did Black Panther. How great are we? And it caused me to not focus as much as I should have on the culture of the company and the environment and, and, and in the voices that were telling those stories as opposed to just how they were being portrayed on the screen. Yeah, I don't know what the hell all that means. I don't. The only thing I know is he's doing a lot of talking. That's it. What else we got from Iger? Anything else? That's all. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I honest to God, see, if you're going to live, like if you're going to be me, you sit there and you listen to a guy, and it's all a word salad. What is he saying? They're really happy with Black Panther. Okay, great. We're really happy. See, a guy in his position, because he's making millions, he's rose, risen through, he's become the CEO. A guy in his position, he should champion DEI. Why wouldn't he? What's he got to lose? Serious business. What does he have to lose? He got nothing to lose. He's already risen through the ranks now. If he hadn't, if he was being stopped by a DEI hire, he wouldn't be praising it. But Iger is older than me. Good-looking dude, better looking than me, although this Gorbachev thing is starting to heal. But the frank, but frankly, think about it. You think all these white dudes that stand up and puff their chest and go, DEI forever. Look what we did with Black Panther. We're going to have a black James Bond. We're going to have an Asian, I, I, I don't, whatever, Mighty Ducks. You think they would be this excited if they got a phone call that said, hey, Bob, we're going to take you off of this because you're a white guy. And we're going to put an African-American on. Good luck. In the air. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me and the best director at, Scott, at ESPN, Scott Johnson, on the ACC tournament. Guy had never directed an ACC game, got put on ahead of Scott Johnson, the best director at ESPN, who had done the ACC all year long. So you think Bob Iger or any of these pounding their chest executives would be out there going, oh, DEI forever. If they had been stymied in their career by an undeserving person taking their position, I don't think so. That's why I get a kick out of all of it. Nothing worse than the pandering white dude. The pandering white dude is special to me. Iger's made his money. Iger's weaved through. See, right now, here's the deal. You're really good at your job. You establish something, and then there's a wall. But that wall has certain cracks in it. And you got to try to get through the DEI mess. You got to navigate. 
The guy who's done it better than anybody, and I don't understand it, is Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet has navigated. Kirk Herbstreet has gotten through. Kirk Herbstreet is like, wow. McAfee navigated it because he went out on his own and got really popular and said, I don't care what you think. This is what I'm doing. McAfee was with Barstool. McAfee was with CBS Sports. McAfee was everywhere. And he said, screw this. I'm going here. I'm doing that. So he didn't have to navigate. It's his company. People came to him. But Herb Street's interesting. He's fascinating because he is getting to the age. Like, all you got to do is look at game day, college game day, the basketball version. They got two sisters on there. What? (laughs) Neither of whom add anything. But they got Jay Will, who's been great, Seth, who's fantastic, Billis, who's great, Reese, but they had to add some girl named Andrea Carter. Why? I don't know. And then they got the shaved head girl. Why? I don't know. So I tried to listen to them. They made no sense. But that's okay. But imagine if these white dudes who pat themselves on the back, like Bob Iger, had to weenie their way through that. Yeah, they'd be a lot less excited about DEI if their career got stalled because guys like Iger, man, those dudes, well, they've got ambition. They've got ego, and they got drive. Hey, man, sorry, Bob. We would like to promote you for this vice president of Disney, but we're going to hire a DEI. I think Bob Iger would have a different perspective, but it's easy for Whitey to get up there and thump his chest. 70 years old, you came through when you didn't have this. It's easy. It's full of shit, too. But that's okay. That's the world we live in. Let's go. Next. I'm tired of yelling. I yell every morning and I black out. I do. And then I get tired. I don't ever get tired. Chicago hired an idiot for a mayor, and I told you Lori Lightfoot, regardless of how awful she was, it could only get worse. You got a mayor that didn't, did not condemn a bunch of crazy-ass thugs running around Grant Park, destroying stuff with guns, flashing them, and he didn't do anything. Now this idiot has done something else. Spot or shot spotter. Shot spotter was just rejected. Uh, Mayor Johnson said no to this technology. It's a gunshot detection system that helps dis- excuse me that helps find shooters. Now nobody has a bigger shooter problem than Chicago. Nobody. So this idiot, Brandon Johnson, he disabled shot starter starting today. And even Democrats, the dumbest of the dumb in Chicago, are pissed. They're like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? So I'm going to show you what Shot Spotter does. And remember, in the city of Chicago, even though they had Shot Spotter, it still didn't work. Shot Spotter. It is a gunshot detection. It's gone away. No police chases. So just run, kids. No gang database. Safe T Act. Don't know what that is. Elimination of 900 vacant police positions in Chicago. Chicago PD, I don't know what that means either. It's a great time to be a criminal. 
in Chicago because you have idiots. You do. You got racists. That's all it is. I mean, this kid's protecting young black kids, which I suppose you should, except when they put a gun to somebody's head, except when they decide to ruin the economy of Chicago. I'm not saying that's happening, but it's going to. Just when you thought it could. Let's see Lori Lightfoot. Let's take a little look at Lori Lightfoot. Just, I've told you this. It can always get worse. And I remember reading about this Brandon guy, this Brandon Johnson, Child Protective Services. My fault. I had a brain fart there. I knew that. Just when you thought no one could be worse than Lori Lightfoot. Hey, yesterday, Franny Willis took the stand. Let's take a listen to Franny Willis taking the stand. I think we. I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchants. Miss Merchants' interests are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. I love when people try big words. It just makes me funny. It makes me happy. I go to a happy place. Hey, I just got on my phone a bunch of stocks being down. Are we having another collapse under this idiot Biden? I can't afford this. I cannot afford this. I do not want this. Why do I not want this? Because I'm, look, I'm going to live off retirement income at some point. But Franny Willis is an idiot. There is a report that she wore her dress backwards. I don't know whether she did or not. Maybe it was one of those new kids on the block thing. Or like Jalen Rose and those idiots with the Fab Five used to wear their clothes backwards at practice because of whatever the group was. Yeah, good for her if she did it. Yay, make a statement. But the fact of the matter is that Franny Willis, man, she was yelling and screaming and mad and angry. And of course I heard, well, a white prosecutor wouldn't face this. The hell they wouldn't. They already are. Look, if you're a dummy and you can't figure out why you are prosecuting the president, You can't figure out I shouldn't give my boyfriend hundreds of thousands of dollars and take him on the road and stoop him using money from my campaign. You know, then maybe you shouldn't be a prosecutor. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're going down, down, baby. Come on. Get him out of here. Get Biden's ass out. You get real-time stock quotes, too. DraftKings down, DoorDash down. Come on. Down 1200 bucks today already. I don't even look. It's one of my favorite stories, NBA idiots. Isaiah Stewart is an NBA idiot. And Isaiah Stewart, because this is what's happening in the NBA. We got 12-year-olds. Lee and I are going to go downtown after my afternoon show, and we're going to walk around the All-Star game. We're going to try not to get hit by a flying STD. We're going to try not to get hit by two people, a hoochie mama having sex on the floor, somebody with a heavy thigh tattoo spreading her legs, trying to get pregnant by some NBA walk-on. We're going to try not to get hit by that. We're going to be ducking. But that's what my NBA friend, I got a couple friends that are in the NBA, they're like, Dad, you can't even imagine the stupidity. And somebody's going to write a book on that hotel during the lockout. It's going to be unbelievable. But anyway, Isaiah Stewart was arrested, sort of for punching Phoenix Suns' Drew Ebanks in a parking garage before their game. Stewart, who was already listed as out for the game due to an ankle, was arrested for assault and issued a citation before being released. The NBA is supposed to review footage. The attack on Devin U- or Drew Eubanks, there was a Devin Eubanks that played at Indiana or was supposed to, was unprovoked 
Acts of violence such as this are unacceptable, the son said in a statement. We unequivocally support Drew, support Drew and continue to work with local law enforcement and the NBA. We are in the process of gathering information about what happened and what provoked it and responding to the NBA and local authorities. All right, let me explain something to you. I have a different take on this. world would be a better place if people got punched in the face. I'm not saying shot. You know, there was a situation at his college that one of my kids went to where a dude roofied a uh, guy roofied a girl. Guy roofies a girl. The guys that are friends of the girl see the girl. She's out, cope, whatever. They find the guy that roofied and one of them punches him in the face. Kid's face gets smashed in. Guy that punched him is doing three years in federal prison. It's unbelievable. Sometimes you just need a good punch in the face. If I'm the NBA, I'm like, hey, you two idiots. I don't need video. What's this about? Well, he did, okay. Should he have punched you? No. Should you have punched him? Yeah, good. See ya. I'm not, I'm not suspending. I'm not fine. Sometimes you need a good punch in the face, and I know that goes against everything we stand for, but here's the deal. I don't care about video. I don't care about footage. Now, Isaiah Stewart is completely insane. Now, you got to understand, this is video of him going after LeBron, and he's tearing through referees, coaches, you know, everything else. He's completely out of his mind. He's a menace. But that's okay. Maybe this Drew Yeebanks needed a punch in the face. You know, a guy, I don't know, is inappropriate with your wife or daughter, you should be able to punch him in the face. I know that's not politically correct. I know that's 1950s, 60s, 70s, but nobody should go to jail for punching somebody that roofied somebody in a bar, for retaliating and punching them in the face. Now, I don't know what happened between these two clowns. They're clowns. They're NBA clowns. So something stupid surely had to happen. I mean, it used to be the NBA had adults. It used to be guy went three years in college and went to the NBA. So you got a little bit of an adult. Now you got idiots. I say don't even worry about it. I say the NBA don't even sweat it. Dude wants to punch another dude in the face. Why'd you do it? Here's why. Why'd he do it? Here's why. See it. Go beat the hell out of each other. What do I care? That's what I would do. But I know, I know you can't do that. Because in our modern world, you never put hands on another man. Shut up. Uh, Super Bowl, whatever it was, set a viewing record for females. Are you surprised? You know the answer to this. It is T-A-Y-L-O-R Swift. Staggering, 58.8 million women tuned in to watch the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, according to the New York Post. That's the highest number of women to ever watch the Super Bowl, 9% increase from the female audience last year. In total, 47.5% of viewers for the Super Bowl, another record, women. The league isn't gaining ground with female viewers. It is knocking down the door. I am here for it. I am here. I'm all for it. Are you kidding me? Good for women, man. Uh, all right, weird deal today. I guess I'm taking a break right now, and I'm going to be joining America's Newsroom in 10 minutes. Now, I guess 940 or 950. I think it's at 950. 950, Bill Hammer, Dana Perino, and I are going to talk about the gift that is Caitlin Clark and all she's doing for women's sports. But have no fear. Fear not. 10 o'clock, I will be back. Go now. 
if you don't mind, to America's Newsroom on Fox News. And we will have a discussion about the beauty that is what's going on with Caitlin Clark. We're trying to anger as many black lesbians as we can. We're trying to piss them all off. The more we talk about Caitlin Clark, the more Cheryl swoops. The more Candace Parker. I was great when she wasn't. Remember that? How does this happen? Uh, we, we're so righteous on TV. Candace Parker was married to Sheldon Williams, former NCAA player of the year and NBA player. She starts having an affair with a teammate and leaves her husband. And now she's like America's sweetheart. Tell you what, man, lesbians can do no wrong. Caitlin Clark is not a lesbian. Caitlin Clark is a young heterosexual woman dating uh, McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey, son of crazy, some real crazy, Coach McCaffrey. Now, guess what? At the end of the day, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Caitlin Clark, there'll be another one, but Caitlin Clark has, because of how she's played, she's like Steph Curry. She has inspired a bunch of women. Now, she may ruin the game because what are you going to see now? You're going to see women shooting from the logo. But the fact of the matter is, Caitlin Clark, as a heterosexual, I don't care if she's white or black, as a heterosexual, has made it okay for young women not to have to fall victim to the cult of lesbianism. Not to have to fall victim. When the lesbians come to recruit you, and that's what they do, ask any woman on any women's basketball or softball team. When the lesbians on their team and around their team, there's always older women lesbians hanging around the young girls. This is all from Lee. When they come now, to recruit young freshmen, high school. They come on visits. Young heterosexual women can tell them to F off. I'm going to be like Caitlin Clark, baby. I'm going to be just like Caitlin Clark. I don't have to be a lesbian. I don't have to give in to a culture. Now, if you're born and that's what same sex you like, go for it. But that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the recruitment that everybody in the media knows goes on and nobody wants to talk about it. I'll talk about it. What the hell do I care? I mean, I've already had this job for two years. That's a long time. No, it's not. Actually, I'm usually good for 10 years. Anyway, I'm headed over to America's newsroom, and in about 10 minutes, you will see this beautiful face resplendent in my red Indiana jersey. And by the way, Indiana, I got a text from the athletic director about a month ago. Hey, finalizing plans. To honor the 1989 Big Ten Championship team, the 1984 NCAA Elite Eight team, which in the history of Indiana, there's only been 11 ever since since 1901 when Indiana basketball started. Either I haven't been invited to it or it ain't happening because it's this weekend. Now, I'm not saying... I should be invited. I shouldn't. I've been too critical. Get rid of me. I'm Aubrey Huff to the Giants. But I got to know, any of my buddies out there have been invited. Because I may just crash the party. Harumph. Harumph. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, independent woman's forum ambassador. And I'm not going to make her out to be a victim because she's way too tough for that. But she and Riley Gaines are at the forefront of saving women's sports. Paula Scanlon joins us again. I got to ask you, is there a little bit of movement? Because I saw some maniac NCAA official resigned in protest over it. I want to make sure I get this right discrimination against women's sports. Hey, somebody standing up in a position of power, Paula. Yeah, I mean, I when I heard that, it was really hopeful. Uh, I've actually met him before. So he works very closely on the doping issues, um, athletes that are doping. And so he's an expert and we know what doping is. And honestly, having men in women's sports is very similar to doping. So I'm glad he was able to see through that. Um, and him stepping down, I mean, a lot of people have said, well, well, how does it actually help the women? No, other officials should step down too. And I think it's it's a great step. I've seen a few waves. There have been a few people waking up. Um, and so I'm excited about that. You know, it's funny you say that about doping because back in the day when the Olympics were really popular, and my 80, 76, 72, 84, all that kind of stuff, you know, it was always, well, the East Germans are doping. Ah, you know what? We don't believe the Czechoslovakians. Ah, the Russians are always doping. And the way the doping worked, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know more than this, was, well, women trying to be closer to men by doping with testosterone, by doping with steroids to move their whatever levels closer to men. That's what we have here. So the analogy is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um some of the other Olympians who've talked about this issue in particular have compared it to the East Germans that they had to race at the Olympics and that they, those women were being injected with testosterone. So it's really funny that we have men with testosterone that are slightly suppressed uh, being in these women's sports. It's very similar. Um, I actually, in my very first interview I ever spoke about this with Matt Walsh, I mentioned that this is similar to some of the scandals we've seen, especially in cycling with doping. And a lot of people dismiss that, but it, it, there, it really is parallels to it. And the fact that it's taken so many people this long to wake up to it is concerning. I just don't like, obviously the men's levels are, are going to be higher than the women's and it's going to be similar to a doped female athlete, but <laughs> it is, it is. And that's where I, that's why I don't understand how the Olympics can even contemplate, you know, the Olymp- I know others shouldn't, but I mean, the Olympics were at the forefront of stopping doping. All right. I got a question for you that I don't think you can answer. You ready? Okay. Paula, if you are, here's my theory and I would almost be okay with this because it would pretty much eliminate it. If you are a man and you are transitioning to a woman, you compete against men. If you are a woman and you are transitioning to a man, you compete against men. 
because right now both are competing against women. I don't understand that. Why is that? Why aren't we saying, all right, first off, why are both competing against women? And second off, why can't we just switch that and say, okay, you all, go compete against men and let's see how you do. So the first is that the women's category is the easier category. It's not discriminatory to point that out. It's not bigoted to point that out. Um, and so that's why we, we're seeing athletes wanting to get into that category, right? Because you have a higher chance if there's prize money on the line, winning that prize money, winning first place, winning whatever it might be. Um, the second, I'm very open to that. Something I've proposed is we throw out the men's category, we call it open, and we say that category is for people who are men and identify as men and people who are men and identify as anything else and people who are women who identify as anything else, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, I've very much pointed that out. Uh, people don't like that answer. I know they've been pushed for the third category, but when they've tried that, it's failed epically. There have been like three entries. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I think that that solution is, is, a, is a very good one, but people are still hesitant because they want to be in this women's category, because they want to win, because they want to be a higher placed. So, that's where leadership should step in. Look, I understand Leah Thomas was a bad men's swimmer, and next thing you know, you know, she's – and again, if that offends anybody, tough. That's just the facts the way it is. So I'm saying, all right, Leah, great. You're transitioning. You know, you're still going to swim against the men. It's almost – it's so arbitrary to me. And again, we have people that are presidents of federations, the head of the NCAA. That's where leadership has to step in and say, I get you're trying to hustle here and get some prize money, but this is – we're going to be fair. We're just going to switch it from women and make you all play with men. I just don't understand it. I, I don't. I, I don't, Paul. It drives me nuts. It's a simple solution. Man. Yeah, and in the season that I was in and myself and Riley, we were waiting for those leadership roles to step in and do something and say right. something. And they never did, and they still haven't. And the Olympics is, is a bigger mess because it's like on a sports-by-sports -sports basis, which, I mean, in swimming, they have put in the rule that you have to transition before the age of 12, which I also disagree with, but that basically makes it so Leah Thomas wouldn't be able to compete. Um, and we've seen this in a lot of different sports where they've sort of put in different varying rules, whether it be no one born male can be in the category or they have to transition before age 12 or men are included. And it's a nightmare. I think that the Olympic committees have to come in and make a blanket rule. Either men can compete in women's sports or they can't. It shouldn't be on a sport by sport basis. You shouldn't be discriminated against because you're a volleyball player versus a swimmer or whatever the different sports may be. So... It's, I'm still waiting for them to do it. I know Paris is this summer, and I haven't heard anything new about them changing rules. So I guess we'll see how many male athletes are competing on, on women's Olympic teams this summer. No, but one, th one thing we are hearing about, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Leah Thomas is filing a lawsuit to become eligible for the Olympics. And I go back to the whole doping thing. Nobody had stricter rules on doping, and I can't imagine Leah Thomas could pass as a woman if there were strict doping laws, rules. Yeah, and I think the lawsuit is really interesting because FINA, the governing body of swimming and all the other water sports, actually put in a rule that says that they, they're open to having this third category. So Leah's argument is that he's being discriminated against, right? And there is a third category, and there's a men's category you can compete in. So he's two categories he's allowed to be entering into and compete at the Olympic level, and he still claims he's being discriminated against. So I... 
I don't think the lawsuit will go further. Uh, I think hopefully we'll see that, but I am very curious to know what the outcome of that is. And I do, again, he has two categories he's allowed to vie for an Olympic spot in. So. <laughs> well, go play with the men and see how it works out for you. I, I hey, Paula, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you taking some time. I love having you on. And I just like the fact that at least one guy or a couple guys have resigned. Let's get more out of there and protest and change this thing. Save women's sports. Thanks, Paula. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love having smart people on here. I do. I, I, look, I'll never understand it. There was a kid on the, on the Yale softball team who was a – girl transitioning to a boy so what did he she whatever the hell it is play on the women's softball team not the baseball team and then there's leah thomas transitioning from a boy to a girl what did he she play on the girls team why is it always the girls i mean can anybody explain this to me why is it always the women why does everybody compete against the women i understand that you're trying and maybe you think and it is Easier to win, easier to have success. Leah Thomas was a horseshit swimmer on the men's team, and next thing you know, competing for national championships on the women's team. And if that offends you, I don't know what to tell you. That's just a fact. That's just the way it is. But the truth of the matter is, it's simple. Just put everybody into the men's category. You're already just putting them in the women's category. Why? Put them in the men's category. It's over. <laughs> Well, that's discriminatory. Why? Why is it discriminatory to put them in the men's but not the women? Doesn't make any sense. America's idiot. We change America's idiot. Uh, our America's imbecile in chief will always be, always be Joe Biden. I mean, he is the first president in the history. Think about this. In the history of the United States to be ruled incompetent to stand trial. But he's our president. I just want you to let that sink in for just a second. Incompetent to stand trial. Competent to be the president. Yeah, I said it right. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. You'll see. But here's the deal. Yesterday, the new idiot in chief, Franny Willis, was on trial yesterday in her alleged case of misconduct with the prosecution going after Donald Trump. All right. She claims that asking about her paying $650,000 to her lover and hiring her is an attack on democracy. Really? It is? It's an attack on democracy. I'm not really sure why. Uh, who do we got here? We got Clay. Who we got first? Who's first up on this bad boy? Franny Willis. Here she is. I think we well, I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be Not here. so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchant's. Thank Ms. Merchant's interests are, per are contra contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. I love when the sisters just stare out straight. I love when people do that. It's funny to me. They had to stop the testimony of this idiot because she started screaming. She lost her composure. She was being lied about. Now, if you look closely at her dress, she actually wore her dress backwards. Now, I don't know if that's some, you know, Bobby Brown kind of thing from the 90s. I don't know, and I don't care. I mean, stupid is stupid. But let's hear Franny Willis absolutely lose her mind because, well, you know, it's what you do. You go on the offensive. She's smart about that. Go ahead. 
Mr. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When? Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear because you lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this, it, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. You Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Be back in five. Somebody's stooping that. I tell you what, for $650,000, if I was living on a prosecutor's salary, yeah, probably. I don't know what to tell you, but I just think it's funny. And she doesn't take the stand today. And apparently the judge is supposed to rule on whether or not this Trump thing in Georgia gets stopped. It should. I mean, let's be honest. Fulton County, Georgia's a mess, and people actually elected this woman. I want you to think about that for a second. I mean, if you go through her testimony, she can barely say big words. She can barely speak. She's a freaking idiot. Man, white prosecutor would not have this. Yeah, he would. Of course they would. I mean, Donald Trump got prosecuted for everything. Last I looked, he's about as white as anything. He's clear. So just stop with all that nonsense. Just stop. Seriously. This whole thing's a sham. Everybody and their mother knows that the election was fixed. If you don't think the election was fixed, then you simply aren't paying attention or you don't understand how to fix elections. I've told you this before. I'll tell you this again. I'll never stop telling you this. Elections in Northwest Indiana, Gary, Merrillville, East Chicago, Hammond were being fixed as long as I lived. Told you the story. Guy came to my house, my dad's friend. He wanted to sign up the empty lot between our house and the Melham's house and get votes from that lot. My father told him, look, we don't own the lot. Mr. Melham does. He went over to Melham's. He signed it up. He got three votes. My mother told me this later. Could be wrong. Maybe she lied. I don't know. My mother doesn't lie. Or maybe my dad told me. I don't know. It's a long time ago, but I remember him in our house, and I'm sitting there fascinated. And then, of course, the guy that taught me how to shoot a jump shot, you can look this guy up, Frankie Kalensis, the head coach at Highland High School, was an East Chicago city councilman. They were going house to house, paving driveways, paving streets for votes. They got caught. Frankie skedaddled. They didn't take his passport. Frankie is now where? Oh, he is in Mallorca. He's in Greece. He skedaddled. He beat the rap. He was convicted. He was supposed to have a birthday party the night before he was going to in front of a judge for sentencing. Frankie didn't show at the birthday party. What did he do? He was on a flight. Where? Mallorca, Greece. He's a Greek citizen. Interpol does extradite you from Greece. These are the people that I grew up around and I love. They're great people. But don't tell me that election fraud doesn't work. We're not on YouTube anymore, so we can actually talk about it. I mean, let's be serious. None of these polls, none, zero matter. What matters is who is going to be watching the ballots. What's going to happen when a bunch of people don't have to show IDs and 16 people vote 16 different times and ballots come to houses and all the crazy stuff? So don't even try it with me. Don't even try it with me. I'm the wrong guy. I've seen it for myself. Hell, one time on my radio show in Indy going way back, I was in Orlando doing the show. Call came in. Frankie Colensis, Danny boy, it's Georgine's wedding. We're out here in Mallorca. Democrats in Congress are focused on the real issues facing the United States. Today, Democratic leaders in Congress have created, listen to this, a hip-hop task force to harness the power of hip-hop to ensure racial equality. This is what they're fighting for. They're fighting for hip-hop. I want to fight for my right to say the N 
one word. Here it is. Look at this idiot. Let's do it. Hip-hop is not just music. It's not just an art form. It's a culture with a multi-billion dollar economy, but we haven't harnessed the power of it yet to make transformative change in legislation. The Black Music Action Coalition is an advocacy organization that's committed to utilizing the cultural capital of black music to influence the music industry and greater society on the issues of racial justice and equity through policy, philanthropic, and educational initiatives. What you are watching is the maturation of the culture. You are watching us come together and take something that came from nothing, that came out of despair, that came out of being disenfranchised, right? It came out of a political system that used us, but we didn't use. Now you're seeing the effects of that culture growing up. We know that hip hop builds bridges across Ooh. our communities. And I'm thrilled to be part of a task force that supports that bridge building. By focusing on congressional policies that safeguard the rights and interests of artists, producers, and fans alike, we will not only honor hip hop's significant contribution to our cultural landscape, but also ensure that its vibrant legacy is preserved and respected. Hey, that's the idiot that said Guam was going to tip over. That last guy, that guy could barely read. Yeah, man, the N-word, hate the police, let's go. Yeah. Look, I understand. I do. I totally understand it, but this is what we're worried about. All right, man. What does that mean? It means a bunch of dudes get up there, one guy that can't read, one white lady, of course, and you know what? I don't know what they're – well, we put a statue up. Yay! Put a statue of Vanilla Ice up. He's hip-hop, no? Put a statue of Eminem. Actually, actually, friend of the show, Ice Cube, should have a statue somewhere because he and NWA changed the entire world. I mean, while most people were listening to Marky Mark and maybe Will Smith, all of a sudden here came NWA and they changed the world. That's right. And I'm down with it. I should be on that coalition. There's always a coalition, but that idiot at the end, that guy Johnson at the end, that dude can barely read. He's the guy that said Guam's going to tip over. <laughs> this is the maturation. Yeah, good. So what are you doing? What are we doing? Are we going to get more money? We're going to extort more money? We're going to go Jesse Jackson? We're going to go Reverend Al, say, look, you got to give us money or we'll call you racist? Does that work anymore? You know, there was a day you had to pay 35. The first guy was the guy that pulled the fire alarm, right? That's a hell of a crew they got up here. All right, so that's what we're doing. We're worried about hip-hop. I'm in, man. I'm so down with that cause. That's an awesome cause. Are you kidding me? I'm always down for a cause. <laughs> I think the one dude cannot read. And he, well, Guam's going to tip over. I mean, if everybody stood on the side of Guam, it would fall into the ocean. Hmm. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. Hey, Taylor Swift earned the praise from boyfriend Travis Kelsey and his brother after the pop star. I don't know if we could show it because it was in the game. I don't know if you saw this, but Travis Kelsey chugged a beer. It was all over the big screen at Allegiant Stadium. She and I think Mahomes' old lady, they got there and they started chugging. 
Now, I got to tell you, once again, it all goes back to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was such a little bitch, he couldn't chug a beer in watching the Bucks play. His lineman, David Bacchiari, did. And whenever anybody challenges you in public, you must live up to the challenge. It's like I've said before. You know what icing is? Icing is you open something up and there's a smearing off ice and you got to get down on one knee and you got to chug the thing. It's horrible. When my daughter was in college, I got iced three or four different times with her and her little girlfriends. They pissed me off, but you know what I did? I'm a dad. My daughter challenges me. You got one choice. You live up to the challenge. I kicked that Smirnoff's ass, and one time I just fired it, and it shattered on the sidewalk. Not a great move, but what are you going to do? Another time, I had to do it in Kilroy's KOK, Kirkwood on Kilroy's or Kilroy's on Kirkwood, in the middle of the bar. I don't know what to tell you. You rise to the occasion. Taylor Swift rose to the occasion. Taylor Swift had some satchel. Taylor Swift didn't just sit there. Now, I don't know. Do we have audio from the boys, from the Kelsey brothers, talking about Taylor Swift? That's all right. Taylor Swift, I don't give a damn. You rock. You rock. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Yousef Nurkiv and Draymond Green, America's odd couple. After a major flopping performance, Green, in, in his game versus the Los Angeles Clippers, where literally Green flopped and everybody just kept playing and looked at him. He looked like a fish that's been thrown on a boat. Yusef Nurkic, my Serbian brother, reacted to the moment on social media trolling Green with a gift from the hit show Peaky Blinders. Let's see it, baby. Oh, man. Where you at? Come on. Come on, baby. Where's it at? You're getting soft, brother. You're getting soft. I thought we had it. I'm looking at it. Anyway, my man is not messing around with Green. Green literally flopped around like a fish. He flopped around and went, hey, look at me. I'm flopping. Nobody paid attention. The referees didn't pay attention. Nobody. I mean, nobody paid attention. All right, we got a little bit of crazy going. Chandler Jones, former NFL defensive end who has completely lost his mind, he's issued an apology after posting a wide range of concerning social media threats and having been arrested multiple times in 2023. Chandler Jones is an idiot, and you can apologize all you want, and I don't know why it's concerning. Like, some guy can post on social media whatever he wants to post, and I'm never going to be concerned. I'm like, yeah, you're an idiot. Over the past few months, I'm dealing with some personal matters, but I'm happy to share that I'm feeling much better now, Jones wrote. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to my family, friends, and fans for your unwavering love and support. Additionally, I want to offer a sincere apology to anyone I may have unintentionally offended. Your understanding and support mean the world to me. Good for him. Wonderful. Next thing you know, you'll get all hepped up on something. Did you know, I talked about this yesterday, did you know the THC is now over 90%? These dudes smoking all that wacky tobacco that used to have a THC content of 1.5%, that's now over 90 No wonder the guys act like idiots. Sit around, smoke weed, get high, dr- uh, smoking the crazy stuff, and next thing you know, you're on social media acting like a clown. 
But you apologized, so we don't care. Good for you. Uh, veteran broadcaster Vern Lundquist, yes, who I miss, by the way, on SEC games, although my doer's drinking partner, uh, what the hell is his name? Brad Nessler, who I love. His last event, Brad Nessler's at ESPN, he and I did the slam dunk contest. We sat in the back of a car, uh, not a limo, just a car, as we were being driven, drinking doers and celebrating his career at ESPN. Next thing you know, he's doing CBS and good for Ness. But anyway, Lundquist, whose most famous call is yes! It is. I don't care what you say. When Jack Nicholas knocked in a putt in 1986 on the 16th hole of par three to basically propel him to a Masters champion at 46 years old, Lundquist is retiring after calling his 40th Masters. Lundquist is awesome. There is a very few, in my opinion, Mount Rushmore guys. But when I hear Vern Lundquist or I hear Brent Musburger, I sit up. When I hear... Jim Nance, I want to have milk toast. When I hear Ness, I know it's a big game. When I hear Tariko, I know it's a big game. But congratulations on one of the great careers ever, Vern Lundquist. I love the guy. Uh, Adam Silver, Adam Silver says Vegas is very much on our list as expansion teams in the NBA. Let me fast forward. Remember this, whatever day this is, 16th, 17th, whatever it is, okay? Here's the deal. Uh, you know what? It's very simple. Vegas is going to have an NBA team, and the owner is going to be LeBron James. Now, because if the owner isn't LeBron James, then Adam Silver cannot maintain his I am the most woke, most pandering commissioner of all time. And LeBron James will claim racism. So nobody wants that. I don't know why you wouldn't want it. I mean, who really cares? The word racism, racist, is so diluted right now, you just kind of laugh at it anymore. But long story short, that's what's going to happen. It is. It's exactly what's going to happen. Look, I try to tell you things that are going to happen before they happen. It's my gift. I have two gifts. You can ask Lee about one, and it's true. And the other one, well, I got to tell you, it's telling you things in sports that are going to happen before they happen. P.J. Tucker didn't get traded by the Clippers. He got fined, and he's frustrated. No, not necessarily, because I feel I haven't have to go through. I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask for it. I didn't demand a trade to be here when asked if he should have to endure sitting on a bench with the Clippers after a trade from the 76ers. Shut up. Nobody asks to be anywhere when you're in the NBA, but they pay you millions of dollars. You stand in the corner, you shoot a jump shot, you act mean, you got a pretty good niche in the NBA. And just wait. Just wait, P.J. Tucker. In the playoffs, they're going to play you. Because they got a bunch of clowns on that team that can't play dead. So you're going to be in the corner, you're going to hit big shots. What is this today again, the 16th? So shut up, bide your time, enjoy L.A., cash those big checks, pay those big taxes, and know that come playoff time, P.J. Tucker, you're going to be in the left or the right corner, and you're going to make a couple big shots, and when you do, we'll celebrate you. It's the NBA, man. Nobody has to be anywhere. In fact, if you NBA guys had your way, nobody would even play. You wouldn't even play. You'd be like, eh, load management. Pay me millions, but I don't want to play. Be right back. Hey, look who's coming on. The lovely, the uber-talented Haley Caronia. Some TikToks. Let's do this.
That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Haley, what you want to do? Haley joins us. We haven't seen you in a long time, Haley. The queen of TikTok is back, and look at the smile on her face. You know what you look like right now? You look like Valentine's Day. You got the pink background going. You got the dress or the bat. Yes, you are Miss Valentine 2024. How about yes? <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of hey, Valentine's go Day, ahead. my first video has something a little bit to do with Valentine's Day and love. So we can go into it and then we'll talk about it after. Let me see. Excuse me. Sorry. Are you two a couple? We are. Yes. Would you mind telling us the story of how you first met? I was set up on a blind date by my younger brother. He uh, called me from school and he said, I go to school with this woman. You'll love her. She's beautiful and she doesn't like politics. He called me on a Saturday afternoon and he said, you know, uh, this is Joe Biden. And I said, how'd you get my number? <laughs> and uh, he said, would you like to go out tonight? And I said, I'm sorry, I already have a date. And he said, well, would you break it? I'm only in for one night. So I said, well, call me back in two hours and I'll see what I can do. And she broke the date and didn't break my heart. <laughs> Immediate they were both married reaction. at the time. What? I thought they were both married at the time. Right. So then I'm like, is the date that she was breaking with her man? I don't know. <laughs> but what's your immediate reaction to this video? I think it's cute. I I just dislike him. So I think whatever he says isn't true. That's what I, 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 and that's terrible, Haley. That's awful. But I do, when he opens his mouth, I immediately think, particularly about something personal, okay? I think he's lying to me, Haley. And I think she goes along with it. I, that's bad. That's not the way to live, Haley. Come on, Dan. I see what Come you're on. saying, especially because the way that he recalls certain memories, he always recalls them wildly incorrectly the historical facts don't add up the math isn't mathing i'm like oh wait a second so i totally get that however i feel like the democrats are masterful at painting what is a vegetable essentially a vegetable as a sympathetic character they do a really really good job because we don't like joe the policies are failing he's his presidency is as chaotic as Trump's. And they build him as, oh, decency is back in the White House. Everything's going to be great. He's got he's got classified documents in his garage. He's doing the exact same things. Politicians are corrupt. But the Democrats will take a wildly popular social media account. This is called Meet Cutes NYC, where this guy goes around the city. If he sees a couple holding hands, he'll go ask them how they met. The videos go really viral. He has like over a million followers. This video in particular has over 3 million. And people love 
love. You know, like what's not to love about, you know, a meet cute story. It's so great. But I just feel like they do such a good job of propping him up and making him look good when he doesn't deserve it. And guess who's on social media seeing this? Young people and young voters. So this works. And I know that I'm thinking I'm probably taking this too seriously. But as we get closer to election season, everything matters. Everything matters. And I just think that people are viewing him in such a better light than he really deserves. But these are the people who are going to go into the voting box and be like, he's a cute old man. Sure. Because that's what he's that's what they're being fed on social media. I think Republicans should be doing the same thing. Like, why not do a fun interview with Trump and Melania? Why not? Even if it's fake and even if they're lying, why not at least play the Democrats game and manipulate voters? Oh, you are preaching to the choir. I mean, look, don't take offense or take, I don't want you to take offense to this, but I've said this forever. Uh, Melania Trump's the hottest woman ever to be a first lady. I mean, it's not even close. Oh, so 100%. And look, let's not, let's not make any mistake about it. You're talking about 20-something-year-old boys, men, they love Melania Trump. I would throw Melania Trump out there. That's exactly right. I would throw her out there. She speaks like nine languages. She's like incredibly smart. And I've never understood. I've never understood this, Haley. I've never understood why she isn't more a part of this other than maybe she just doesn't want to be a part of it because she's a brilliant, beautiful, unbelievably charming woman. And I don't know how much of it, I don't know who's at fault. Is it that conservative media, they're not reaching out and getting to know these people on a personal level and then delivering that to their audiences? I don't know. But Republicans aren't using the same online strategies as Democrats are. Right. And I think that as we get closer to the election, they're going to really have to start because Joe can be as corrupt as the next guy. But if everyone thinks that he's this like nice old guy, people are going to vote for him. And that's not really the truth, that they're painting that picture and people are believing it. So why don't we do it on this side? I don't really understand that. However, no. here's another thing. No, no, no. In Hold on. Comment. Let me just finish. Let me let, 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 let yeah. me finish right here because I think you're I think you're absolutely right. But he's also I mean, it's unbelievable. He's the first president in the history to be incompetent to stand trial, but competent enough to be our president. And that doesn't register. I don't know what else will, but right. it won't because of exactly what you're saying. All right. Let's go to the next one. Well, it's not even the next video yet. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. Doesn't get better than that. Does not get better than that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, that's to our point, though. I mean, I I would look at that and go, "How oh, is this guy president?" But others might look at it and go, "Well, you know, uh, just a nice guy, not going to hurt nobody, right. right? Isn't that part of the whole thing?" Because he can. So he's got these classified documents in his house, but nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. He there's going to be no charges filed. Nothing. Trump can do something, but he's the bad guy. 
So again, like it's all how they frame these people. Joe is just as bad, definitely worse, but doesn't matter. Next, it's- it doesn't matter. And maybe it will matter. I mean, how do we know? Maybe it will matter. Maybe people are wising up because the economy is where it is. Your 401k just dropped again today. Uh, maybe it matters. Let's be optimistic. Next. I hope it matters. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> Next. This is empty. This was uh, probably more than halfway full. And... This, the top is not all the way on. That was more than halfway full. Jack, try to walk. Come on, let's go. (laughs) It's not funny, but my dog is drunk and I don't know what to do about it. Oh my God. That is awesome. Oh, that is so good. How about that? Is that abuse? Is that animal abuse? Well, I don't think... The owner purposely got the dog drunk. I think it was maybe an accident. I will say, I don't know why you have that many liquor bottles open. And I'd love to see the ring camera footage of the dog drinking it. Because how is that possible? I'm wondering if maybe the dog got home from the vet and then she kind of made up the alcohol part. Because how does the dog drink vodka? I don't know. How does that work? You know, I, that dog did not look strong, and a half-filled vodka bottle, I, I don't know if you lift it up, you dump it on the floor, you lick it off the floor, I, I don't know. But, see, yeah. I do this all the time, Haley, with my guys Nick and Nick. I'm like, that's not real when we do What the Hell Wednesday and they show me a video. I think this lady staged that. Yeah. I think she staged it. What do you think? Probably true. I think I think it's probably true. I think the dog probably got home from the vet, was on some kind of, you know, sedative, and then she was like, look, he drank Baileys and vodka and whatever else. I don't think, I mean, how is that even oh. possible? I have no idea. So, yeah, oh, I think people do on. a lot of things for social media clout. Hold on. You're saying, I see what you're saying. You're saying that the dog got, you know, drugged or whatever at the vet to fix some type problem and the lady saw this as a chance to put out a viral tiktok i'm saying the lady got the dog drunk and then put a viral tiktok because she's pathetic and has munchausen by proxy right well i guess maybe i'm just optimistic and i hope that a dog owner wouldn't purposely get their dog drunk for social media (laughs) But we can only hope. No one call PETA. Uh, I, think... I, hope PETA I hope PETA's not watching. <laughs> I like your explanation. I do. No, I think your explanation's better. My explanation has too much. What's the right word? My explanation is too dark. Too dark. It's uh, too nasty. All right, what's going on this weekend in Nash Vegas? What are you up to? What are you doing? I've got dinner with friends tonight. We're going to go to a Mexican restaurant, get some margaritas. Hopefully I don't get as drunk as the dog. Um, or maybe maybe that would be fun. I don't know. So what about you? Uh, I have a big weekend. The All-Star Game is here in Indy. I'm going to do uh, my afternoon show. And then my wife and I are going to go downtown and probably meet my stepdaughter and her boyfriend and just kind of see what's going on. 
and uh, have okay. a drink, maybe dinner. Yeah, just see what's going. Indy does. Indy does things great. Like Indy doesn't mess around. They had a thing last night. Thousands of people downtown to introduce stuff. So we just kind of want to see what's going on. And then I got to get out of there before all the dope smoking, STD living, crazy people get in there. And I got to get out of there. Sure. Because I'm old. Well, there's nothing nothing better than family time. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday to you. And thanks, Haley. That's good stuff. Uh, again, I've said this before to all of you. The polls don't matter. What Haley's talking about is what's going to matter and how much we're going to cheat people. Let me tell you what does matter. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to end the week the way we started today. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark last night, this is, what, this is what greatness is. And it's very weird. So Caitlin Clark needed eight points to break the all-time record. Kelsey Plum set the all-time record. Points by a woman in NCAA Division I college basketball. Okay. So what does she do? She scores the first eight points of the game. Gets it over with. Hits one from about 28 feet, literally, maybe longer, from the logo in front of her coach's bench. Now, I got to tell you, that's greatness. Her career high was 46. She had 49. She goes for 49, 13 assists in a game where she is going to break the all-time scoring record in NCAA Division I women's history. That's greatness. Obviously, it's greatness to just break the record. Don't get me wrong. It's greatness that she's had the career that she's had, gets them to the Final Four, does all those kind of things, okay? It's greatness. But the fact of the matter is that she did it that way, I got to tell you, man, it adds to the greatness. And make no mistake, make absolutely no mistake whatsoever. She is the most influential women's basketball player ever. Now, I've been watching women's basketball player all the time. I've been watching this since Ann Donovan back in the day. I've been watching this since Immaculata was dominating women's basketball back in the early 70s, and I was reading about them in Sports Illustrated. But there's never been a woman more influential. We've seen great women. We've seen Cheryl Miller. We've seen uh, Lee Bo or you know, we've seen Diana Taurasi. We've seen all of these women, and they're great. Maya Moore, we've seen them. They're fantastic, but nobody has the impact. And don't tell me it's because she's a white girl. Shut up. It's the way she plays. It's the way she handles herself. It's the way and the depth with which she shoots. She shoots the ball where Steph Curry shoots the ball. That excites us. Steph Curry changed basketball. The three-point line changed the way kids played basketball. The three-point line, we used to call it gum in the line. You'd get this far behind the three-point line, and you'd shoot it, and that was a good shot. Now, if you're just there, people are like, what? Now, guys are deep, 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 deep. The logo is not out of play. Is it good basketball? No, because we only show when you make one or two. We don't show when you miss like six in a row. I get it. You get it. We all get it. But I'm telling you, what's going to happen in women's basketball, about three, four years from now, you're going to see other women shoot the ball from there. You're going to see other women play with a flash, with a flare. I'm not going to lie to you. Most women look like women when they're playing basketball. Caitlin Clark does not. Caitlin Clark looks like a dude playing basketball. Caitlin Clark looks like Pistol Pete Maravich. And for a Serbian, for a Serbian, this just doesn't happen. And the lesbians are out in full force. They're pissed. Now they're quiet. Why? Well, I'm going to play a clip from Cheryl Swoop. Cheryl Swoop, great player. Oh, Olympian. Couple-time Olympian. NCAA champ. Leading score, that kind of stuff. But a horrible human being. Just an angry African-American lesbian. And these are the women 
that Caitlin Clark, as a white, Midwestern, heterosexual woman, these are the women she's going to share a locker room with. And it's almost like if you remember Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Last Dance with Michael Jordan, the best scene in the entire thing, in my opinion, is when Michael Jordan talks about going in on a road trip, opens a door, team's hanging, and everybody's smoking weed over here, guys over there popping pills, doing crazy stuff. And he went and stayed in a hotel across the street. That's the kind of crap, lesbian style, that Caitlin Clark is going to face. Don't tell me it's not. Don't tell me you're offended. I don't care if you're offended. It's a fact. Don't even think about it. So let's get a little example of lying Cheryl Swoop. Now, when you hear Cheryl Swoop, understand that everything she says is wrong. Caitlin Clark did not take an extra year. Caitlin Clark played in fewer games than the previous woman, Plum. Caitlin Clark took fewer shots. So angry lesbian, angry African-American lesbian represented by Cheryl Swoop just got it all wrong. Here she is. This isn't just for Caitlin, but you asked me about Caitlin. If you're going to break a record, to me, if it's legitimate, you have to break that record in the same amount of time that that player set it. Okay. In, right? So if, if Kelsey Plum set that record in four years, mm-hmm. well, Caitlin should have broke that record in four years. But because there's a COVID year, and then there's another year, you know what I mean? So she's already had an extra year to break that record. So is it truly a broken record? I, I don't you, know. You think, you think exactly how I... I don't I think, think so, but yeah, that'll go in the record books as Caitlin Clark is the all-time, whatever it is. I don't even know what the number is, but that's the way it'll be. So not only is Cheryl Swoops an idiot, the guy doing the interviewing is an unprepared idiot, but we're used to that, right? Well, that was what I was going to say. Oh, really? Really? All right. Well, Cheryl Swoops saved you from your stupidity, dude. I don't know. You know, it's the way the world works, but she's wrong on all accounts. Cheryl Swoop is wrong. So Cheryl Swoop, who had the big mouth, and she's always had a big mouth, and we're all supposed to genuflect because she's the protected class. I don't think there is a protected class anymore. And that's good for our country. Nobody needs to be protected class. I understand by saying black lesbian, I'm both racist and sexist, probably misogynist, and any other xenophobe, or I don't even know what the hell that means. I get it, but it's not. We treat people and we judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And when you're that stupid and you flat out lie, like Cheryl Swoop was that stupid and she flat out lied, Just flat out lie. I mean, just like, how dumb are you? You can't be dumber. Well, you can. And you'll see dumber. You will. So, Cheryl Swoop did what everyone does. She got off of social media and she protected her social media. Good for her. Eh, good for her. What are you going to do? Hell, I ain't mad at you. Nah, I ain't mad at you at all. All right. Bob Iger. Bob Iger is the head of Disney. Bob Iger, in his later years, 70-some years old, is bragging about Bob Iger and what he's done for DEI. So easy. So easy to say. Because Bob Iger came up at a time when DEI wasn't a thing. He rose through the ranks. Never did he hit a ceiling where, nope, we're going to hire this African-American lady instead of you. I hit it. I hit it at ESPN my last year. Phone call came. Hey, Dan. Yeah. 
You and I aren't doing the ACC tournament like we've done for five years. What's going on? Uh, a couple African-Americans taking our place. Really? Who? When they told me who was taking my place, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. When they told me who was taking Scott's place, now Scott Johnson, the director, the guy that called me, had done every ACC big game, big Monday, all year long. Is the best director of college basketball and football at ESPN, and everybody knows it. Why was Scott or who was Scott taken off the game for? You want to know? African-American dude, African-American dude that never did an ACC game. Not one. Zero. So Bob Iger didn't have to deal with that. Bob Iger rose through the ranks. Bob Iger's made millions. Now Bob Iger is claiming, look at us with Black Panther. Look at us with DEI. Isn't DEI great? Well, maybe. But ask the people whose careers got stunted to watch some clown take a job because of DEI. Not that happy. And by the way, Swoops' comments were on the Gilbert Arenas podcast. Is there anyone dumber than Gilbert Arenas? My answer is no. And he was going to be really, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's because a little heterosexual white girl has captivated the country. And it makes you crazy. It makes you crazy. So there you go. I don't know what to tell you. All right. I don't have great bets this weekend, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, because I don't know what to do with my Hoosiers. I got no idea what to do with Indiana basketball. Like, Indiana basketball is my go-to bet when they are at home. Indiana basketball, I feel like, is always going to win when they are at home. They're going to win, period. They don't lose at home against Northwestern, although they do. They don't lose at home against Nebraska, although they do. I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. So I don't know which way I'm headed here. But one thing I do know is Indiana is going to win. They are going to beat Northwestern at Indiana. Now, we made a lot of money. We made a ton of money. We made a lot of money the other day taking Rutgers. Yesterday, or was it the day before, when they were down 13 points to Northwestern. Northwestern had a player kicked out for whatever the reason. We bet Rutgers. Rutgers came back to one. Our toes are tapping. They're tapping loudly. But I don't know what to do with Indiana. I have no idea. And it pisses me off. Because Indiana, with the talent they have, should beat Northwestern by 20 at home on a Sunday. It should not be close. But I'm going to give you a game tonight that I'm looking at, and I'm going to give you my final decision And I'm going to wait until I pull it up right now. I'm going to take Toledo at home, minus six, against Ohio University. Now, the game is at 9 o'clock tonight, so you got plenty of time. If it goes lower, take it more. Toledo has a coach that I believe in. So does Ohio University, don't get me wrong. But Toledo, to me, at home, late night in the MAC, that is tough. Late night means great crowd. Late night means, you know what? We're going to be rocking and rolling because everybody's going to be hammered. And in the MAC, you don't get great crowds. But a late Friday night. Mm. Now, Toledo's coming off 109-104 to 104 loss at App State. Before that, they had won 
Four out of five. I believe it was some kind of weird thing that they did in the MAC. It's like the MAC against some league. I don't even know. But it's crazy to me. No, it's crazy. Uh, Arkansas State beat Ohio University by 13. Ohio University had gone into Ball State, had won three in a row. But tonight, we're taking Toledo. We're taking Lee Ross's alma mater. We're going to give the six. But we're going to wait because I think that number is going to go down. I think because I just said it, there's going to be a lot of money that's going to fade me, and I ain't mad at you for fading me. I'm not. Hey, I hope everybody has a fantastic, fantastic weekend.